Hello, this is Matthew Bauer, and now we are starting episode two of my podcast on how to improve the school system. Today, we're going to be talking about how to set up the school curriculum correctly. So the first thing on the setup of the school curriculum, I'm going to talk about homework, because many of us feel that homework is way overdone for us. I recently looked at a academic journal on how homework is set up, and the, the academic journal talks about how parents of students have argued that they spent that students spend too much time on homework and that is often redundant and meaningless. And I'm going to be talking about how people can feel it's redundant and meaningless. So this academic journal referenced that homework is mainly meaningless is because it's all repetition, which is essential to, to learn how to do a math problem, to learn how to do it, but not to understand it. Because if you noticed, most of high school and even below high school, you're mainly just memorizing. But when we first learn like addition and subtraction, that's pretty simple. So I feel like you can easily just understand that pretty easily. But when you get to like harder word problems, it becomes very complicated. Now there is an argument if homework, no homework is better than a lot of homework. Now, in general, say, yes, it's probably better. That's because right now we don't know how to exactly manage our studies correctly, which I'll be discussing either in a later episode or maybe in this episode, depending on time. Now, the country of Finland agrees that homework is not helpful. So without homework, 93% of Finnish students graduate from high school compared to 75% in the United States. But home, not having homework isn't the only reason, but it's a, for the high graduation rate, but it won't, but it doesn't hurt. Finland has 12 students to each teacher in the U.S. It is double for, that is, that's half the amount of students that each teacher has in the United States. And I'm, I'm getting this, arc, this information from Lead Prep. They're a type of, online, type of school for Finland. And they have one teacher for eight students. The low ratio gives students more one-on-one -on -one time with their teacher, which is often a stimulus for growth. Because in the U.S., you probably can tell you don't get much one-on-one -on -one time because each teacher has 24 students a class period, and that ends up giving them over 100 students. And it's probably about half of that in Finland, if, unless it did. But I don't know the complete setup of the class. So, okay, so now... So, due to like the lower class, due to the having less kids in their class and having less no little to no homework, their their graduation rate's a lot higher than us, and the education rate for them, education quality is a lot higher. And something else that Finland does is they have higher. You have to be have a master's degree to be able to become a teacher in Finland. So they also have a have higher education teachers. So. They have more experience in the educational field, at least, for how to teach a student, which is which is a huge impact on the results of the, the education that they have. Okay, the reason why giving the, the, this type of homework of just doing repetition is meaningless, well, one is because I'm sure we're all pretty busy, and also, many a lot of times you don't understand the material. And since you're only memorizing, you'll have a hard time completing your homework. 
if you don't know it and you're just memorizing. So many times the parents get mad because they end up having to help the child with the homework and they can end up being up real late. And that's whenever homework is honestly meaningless. But it's also meaningless if you already know the work because you're just doing problems that you already know how to do. So a lot of times homework is done in haste, which is a big problem for which is a big problem for today's people because, well, one, you don't understand the material correctly, and the teacher won't know what they need to go over usually. So a solution to this problem is we need to find a workable balance that accommodates the needs for the reality for students. And what we mean by that is like the reality of that they have time to do it and that they're not rushing or panicking or anything and keeping their stress low because a lot of times school's been bringing stress on people. So I think the school should have a set time to do homework for the kids and so when you know it's properly done and to monitor the skill levels of the students. Now many people would argue that setting time aside from school to do homework is a waste of class time, but it doesn't have to be a waste of time because you're knowing what this you got what you need to go over later on. And doing homework in groups allows actually helps some students learn better. So students will pay attention more closely to when you do homework in class. And I honestly feel like that's that is correct because I realize I learn better in class than I do at home because I still have a teacher to help me if I need help. Because the skill level I'm in, my parents don't remember how to do that work because it's been like 40 years. As we continue this discussion on if homework is, should be necessary in schools, I'll be going over an article from Classcraft, which is why, why giving less homework is better, and one from Time Magazine that did a study on if homework is good or bad. So on the Classcraft article, they say that less homework encourages students to learn because people get really sick of school if you get way too much homework and you have less energy the next day because homework is not meant to teach the class. And also they say that they are better rested and focused, which I do agree with because the average student needs at least seven to eight hours of sleep. And many of us go, go to bed at 12 o'clock or one or two o'clock even during your sophomore and junior year of high school, because that's usually when homework is the worst, or at least for me. I'm a senior now and homework is a lot less, is a lot, lot more lax I have a feeling that must be made because of the online school I'm doing now. And free time makes people a lot more well-rounded because nobody wants to go to bed stressed or anything. Personally, I like to watch something before I go to sleep. And I'm also a lot more focused. And the fourth one is says that a balanced workload supports mindfulness. Because many of us do complain about homework and overworked. But because teachers think their class is more important, students often end up getting several hours of homework. So if you have a balanced workload, like just like what made like a 30 minute assignment for, for each class, it's a lot more well-rounded and, and you're not feeling like you're being overpressured. And the biggest thing that a lot of things happen with a lot of homework is family time goes away. Because do the homework, you have, you, need, you lose time with family, and with less homework, you can spend more time with your family, which every kid deserves to have, to spend a tiny bit of time with their family. 
So now we should go. I'm gonna go to the Time magazine, and talk about the talk about what they have here. So New York and Massachusetts schools have started doing a no homework policy for the lower the lower grade level students, such as second grade and third grade, because here they did a study that that there was no correlation between achievement and from homework. Like there was no correlation between high achievement and homework. So they feel that we have a that there's a gap between the achievement over fourth and fifth graders and up and then second third graders because it does, homework doesn't influence their education it seems like. So they did a they said that in seventh through twelfth grade there was a stronger correlation for students in 7th or 12th grade than for those in younger ages for whom there is a weak relationship between homework and performance. Cooper's analysis focused on how homework impacts academic achievement test scores. For example, his report noted that homework is also thought to improve study habits, attitudes towards schools, self-discipline, and inquisitiveness, and independent problem-solving skills. On the other hand, there was a study that examined show that homework can cause physical and emotional fatigue fuel fueling negative attitudes about learning and, and it limits leisure time for children. So despite the weak correlation between homework and performance for young children, Cooper argues that a small amount of homework is useful for all students. Second graders should not be doing two hours of homework each night, but they shouldn't be doing no homework. So I kind of do agree with that because we do need a little bit of homework to remember what we did that day before. But I think but I feeling like what schools are tending to do now, like each class, it seems like now in high school, gives you at least two hours of homework, or it feels like it, maybe one hour. Talk about the faults of too much homework, because a lot of us have a hard time adjusting every time we increase in a grade level. So, for example, when I first went to European history, that was my first AP class. Same thing with environmental science. I wasn't used to having such long note-taking for like a whole chapter. I did have a bit of experience it from eighth grade, but I had a whole year like for it to not really matter to me anymore. So when I went to European history, I had to deal with doing a, a set schedule of European history notes. And it took me hours because well, one, I wasn't used to it, and two, I was slow at the time. And three, I tend to like to watch my device, which was a mistake I feel like I should not have done. I should have started off with just listening to music, but I didn't really have a way to listen to music, and I didn't appreciate it at the time, honestly. But whenever I got, but the biggest thing that's hard about going to junior high and high school is homework. Like, we have a lot of homework whenever we enter high school because junior high doesn't prepare you for high school, honestly. Even the pre-AP classes that you take, or advanced classes, it doesn't prepare you for whenever you go to high school and doing their pre-AP or honors classes. But the hardest thing is, there are high schools that don't give much homework at all, or kids in regular classes don't get much homework, or if any, at times, maybe a little bit. But whenever you go into college, it's a rude awakening. Like you get a lot of people get scared when they enter college, and I feel like not being adjusted to homework is probably the biggest reason why people want to drop out because they feel like it's too much work. I can understand it's a hard adjustment, but I was able to adjust to high school. But if you're in all pre-AP and AP classes, to me, it won't be that big of a jump. Now, for me, this year, I am not, I don't have that much homework, honestly, so I have a feeling it's going to be a rude jump, rude awakening for me, especially now I'm going to be juggling a full-time job whenever I leave.
high school. And whenever I also have a feeling that homework is honestly really evil in physics because I was had a really hard time with physics and geometry was another reason as well. Whenever I took it my freshman year, those two were really hard classes for me. But physics was a lot harder because I couldn't do the work at all because, well, one, the quality of my teacher was not that good. So, and projects. I feel like projects is also a hard thing on people, especially whenever they're juggling stuff at home. Because to me, projects are honestly kind of feel useless and redundant whenever you're in high school. But I do have a feeling it does help whenever because you, you have to learn how to handle with groups. But like, but since I've been in high school, I, I didn't really have any group projects except for in-class projects. I hate outside of school projects with partners because a lot of times they don't do their work until last minute. And whenever you need it early, that's when it's hard hurts the most. I want to talk a bit about time management because I feel like in high school it's really essential, and especially college, to know time management. So many people struggle with time management because I have a feeling that this is probably the biggest thing for everyone, especially me when I was in eighth grade. I wanted to get all my homework done at once, or I was really, or the people can be a big procrastinators. Like procrastinators is what I hate about the most because, as I was saying in my, earlier, group projects you need people to be able to rely on. I always have bad trust in people ever since eighth grade. Whenever I had a, a partner and not wait till last minute to get anything done. I end up doing the work because I don't know what he's going to be doing, and also I don't want to risk it. And also, then it, I I got the reminder again my junior year, no sophomore year, when a kid took forever to bring in a bottle for a school project, and I ended up bringing one, and the same day he brought one, and it was kind of the same thing again. Whenever with my friend who had to do his part of the project, he waited till the day of to do anything, and that really hurt for whenever we were having to do the main thing that. For the school projects, or happened that he he got it done the day after I did it. So the main thing about time management is it can hurt other people if you're bad at it, and if you're a procrastinator, you don't want to hurt other people. But it can also hurt you with stress on the amount of work you will get whenever you get older. So to me, the best solution for whenever you're in when you when you're in high school about trying to adjust to work and trying to learn to do time management. I would say you watch videos about how to manage your time or I'll find methods of what can work for you. For me, taking breaks in between is probably the best way for time management or don't start homework right away. Maybe like wait an hour, but don't wait too long because then that's when stress really kicks in. And also I have the feeling that another way you can do is ask a teacher on how the best way to manage your time. There is a, there is a method I'm gonna go more in depth to later on, and probably the next episode, is doing like a special rule, like a 50-10, 50-10 rule, or 50-10, 30-10 rule, or something like that. Do work for 50 minutes, then take a break for 10 minutes, do it 30 minutes, then take another break for another 10 minutes. I, I have a feeling that's probably the best way is I would say choose a choose a, the amount of time you feel like you're most focused for and then do that amount of work and then take a break. It can be a longer break, if, but you need to make sure that you get your work done and stick to the rule. But do a short break first 
then do more work, then take a longer break afterwards. Because I have a feeling that's the best way to do it. And it has a it has big impacts I have on your workload. Like you you get your work done faster if you procrastinate. And also it's a it's a study habit that's really helpful and probably will be helpful for the rest of your life. If you still feel like the work is too much whenever you when you're in school, you can address that to your teacher. Maybe ask for extended due dates, or have them teach you how to do the work properly and how not to waste time. Luckily, when I've been in school, I I've had teachers that actually are most of them are considerate, and they'll help you learn how not to waste time. I think the one time I learned not to waste time was is actually doing learning how to do Cornell notes. Like my European history teacher, yeah, he gave a lot of work, but he learned he taught me how to manage my time. One way he did it was learn to only write stuff that's addressed and on the on his little guide. But when you know most teachers won't give you a guide on what to take notes over, especially like this year, I'm taking economics. He get, he's not giving me any guide on how to do notes. Like he was my first teacher that didn't give me a guide. Actually, no, it was my government teacher. But then my economics teacher did the same thing. Like the main things you usually have to do is the bolded words in the textbooks, and do. But make sure you explain the bolded words because a lot of them don't want definitions. And also do topics that you feel like you'll see on test. Because I've been told this quite a bit this year, especially my law enforcement teacher. She told me never write down the whole thing on powerpoints summarize it or just write the things that you feel like will need to be addressed that's one way to reduce cornell notes homework because high school is mainly cornell notes to me and then also the hardest thing as well is learning how to be a test taker test taking has probably been has really been hard for me in ap classes especially sophomore year because i was bad with the multiple choice and then junior year, I got good with it because I already knew the material. But then writing became a bit harder for me because I was I felt like I was better at writing whenever I was in my European history class. But then there was, I learned a new method, and it took me a while to actually learn how to do the method. But I had a feeling that the, the, the worst, to me, AP classes to me is the worst way to test your skills because literally AP classes in college are completely different. To me, they don't prepare you for college at all. Because whenever I took the AP exam this year, it was really hard. Because I would have, I know I would have passed the U.S. History one with like a three or a four if I had the multiple choice on me. But then I, it was only the essay part, and I had a hard grader. I feel like I had a hard grader. And also, I have a feeling that AP English honestly is a hard setup because you're writing essays. But then the teacher I had did not do a good job reading the essays. But then I, because I was given no advice at all, and I had to kind of learn for myself. So I feel like the school curriculum needs to reset up AP class, at least change College Board, and to make it what you'll need for college and not just be able to get college credit for something that's completely different. Because to me, English, AP English and dual credit English are completely different. Because dual credit English, you go over more of the essays, and you you actually learn how to write an essay correctly while you kind of have to breeze through it whenever you're in 
whenever you're in the AP class, you kind of just breeze through it, and you don't really get an in-depth way to structure your essays, because I was a big summarizer, and I feel like they need to fix that, where they properly teach you how not to summarize, because whenever I got the dual credit English, or I actually figured it out by the time I got the dual credit English, I, was, I figured it out during the exam, right before the exam. They tell you how to properly do a rhetorical analysis, because that was the hardest part. I feel like they need to make it where they properly teach you. I also feel like they shouldn't make a test decide if they're going to get credit because people can have bad days. And that's going to be the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening to episode two.